You're listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Good morning, Ethan. Good morning, Josiah. What's good today? Oh, what's good? What's good? What's good? I knew you were going to ask. I knew it. I, I, I felt it in the waters. <laughs> <laughs> Same um, water speaks. It's like he's going to ask you this question. <laughs> Thank you, Water Nyad. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I actually have a real thing, a real answer for this. Not just like, oh, my coffee is good. It is. It's pleasant. <laughs> but I recently rehooked up my turntable and monitors and got Ooh. got it all set up. It's been a while, right? Having moved into a new place, I didn't ever really have a good home for it. You know what I mean? Sure. Now it's like there's a spot, open concept. It's good all the time. You know what I mean? It's great. Put a record on. and Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? It's been a while since I bought any. And yet I have all of these albums that I just time has proven that I love because I've had them fully downloaded through Spotify for months. They're like my favorite albums. Yeah. Why don't I own them on vinyl? Why don't you? So I went on a shopping spree and like got them all. Got so, them all. And, yeah, and the did. last one arrived today. I'm nice. so excited. I just nice, got nice, all my favorite nice. stuff from the past year and a half. <laughs> Analog. Oh, uh, it's nice. That is yep. pretty good. You know what's not good? Oh, it's not good. Heresy. Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> I cannot contend. <laughs> that is... Mm. Uh, it's not good. But if you've spent enough time on the internet, you know, you've probably actually... Ooh. Yeah. Well, if you spent enough time on the internet, you... You've encountered a lot. You've encountered a lot. Yeah. Some wonderful, some, mm. like... Uh, <laughs> Deplorable? Yes. I mean, I was trying to think of a really yeah. vile image. Craven. But yeah. Um, that's, Craven's a great word. Yeah. Craven is a great it word. It is. Mm. Got all the right, like, consonants. It, and, I, I was thinking the same you know, thing, right? Like craven. Anyway, you know, you've been on the internet. You know, it's a, I have. it can be a rough place. It, it can. And uh, if uh, you spend enough time in the right corners of the internet, uh, you've probably heard people labeled with that great scarlet letter of Christendom, which is not an A no. for adultery. I mean, that could be, it depending could be. on where you we go also and take what's happening. There. Yes, but also we have another one, which is mm. H mm. for heresy. Yeah, we do. The dun dun dun. <laughs> exactly. Little ominous music. Like, he's a heretic. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Burn him! And the camera zooms in very quickly like a, like a Tarantino film. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I myself, I've I've seen people give out the title of heretic in the same way that Oprah Winfrey <laughs> likes to give out cars. Or at least yeah. she did once upon a time. You know, you're a heretic. You're a heretic. Everyone mm. here is a heretic. Yeah. You know? I am, I'm going to be wary of those corners. I'm going to avoid those corners from now on. It's for the best. Because that's... <laughs> But you take anger and anonymity and like basically zero repercussions forever. That is a great recipe for just abuse. Yes. Frankly. Until you stand before God oh. one day and give an account of every careless word you speak. You got a point there. But anyway. <laughs> Shoot. So, yes. And the one thing that is hardly ever clear to me when someone uses the word heresy in these contexts is, as always... <laughs> What do you mean by that? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Yeah, we all, everyone knows. Like, oh. oh my gosh, Josiah, the same question. I love yes. it, though. It is my favorite question to ask, okay? It's such a good one. It's it so is. helpful. You know? I, yes, okay. I affirm this. And I also feel like this is just like, uh, I refuse to consider your perspective alongside my theology, so maybe I'll just burn you with a digital stake instead. <laughs> I, I feel like we're, it, it's it's pure emotional reaction. <laughs> oh, that's a good image. I like that <laughs> digital stake. Take them there. But I'm set it on fire. No, I think you're exactly right. Because based purely on what I have personally witnessed 
the most frequently. The word heretic is most commonly used to just brand someone who simply disagrees with mm. us, right? Mm. Whoever it is that's wielding this title and yeah. just branding people with it, that is, I think, the most frequent use I've seen for it. That's what they most often mean. Like, you know, you have a different view of baptism than our church does. <laughs> heretic! Oh, yes. You know, you interpret that passage differently than I do. Heretic! <laughs> you know, you just keep going down the list. And part of the problem with that whole approach is that, I mean, someone legitimately could be a heretic based on their views of baptism or their understanding of certain scriptures. It's possible. It's possible, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and their views among other things. But we really have to make sure we understand that a mere disagreement does not a heresy make. Certainly. And that leads to the question, so what is a heresy, and when should we actually use the term heretic? Mm. So that way it's not like a boy who cried wolf kind of a thing. You yeah, know? for sure. You know, I'm not actually certain how cleanly I could define it. Funny enough, I actually think our offshoot cult series offered some context that would help. Um, yeah. Because you get these situations with straight up denials and contradictions of first rank doctrines, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. <laughs> that doesn't exactly cover our pet preferences. Yeah. You know, like you described, <laughs> it's not exactly the same level. So I think it's got to be whatever it is, the qualifiers have to be much more critical. Yes, completely, 100% agree. And theologians throughout church history would agree. <laughs> oh, that's um, nice. So I think a short answer would be something like this, that a heretic is someone who strikes at or denies any first rank doctrine mm. at the heart of the Christian faith. Okay. So basically, if what you are denying or attacking would undo the whole fabric of Christianity, <laughs> yeah. that is a heresy. I see. So this is actually where, on another note, for another series we did a while back, the great creeds of church history can mm. make their worth pretty deeply felt. True. Because you get a creed like the Apostles' Creed, for example, and that gives us a common ground upon which to base our understanding of Scripture and thus to judge whether or not a teaching is actually heretical because it strikes at a first-rank doctrine, as opposed to something like, oh, we just merely disagree on right. how that works. So let's take a concrete example to make sure that we're fleshing this out. It's not in the realm of misty ambiguity. For the best. Uh, so baptism. Uh, the Presbyterian church down the street from you or the Lutheran church, I just noticed actually in Bridgeport here, there's a semi-new Lutheran church. Oh. So that Lutheran church or that Presbyterian church, they're going to baptize babies, right. little squalling infants uh, in the name yeah. of the triune God. Okay. But a Baptistic church will baptize only professing believers of age. Okay. It's like old enough to articulate the gospel and say, I believe that <laughs> Jesus Christ is my savior. He's forgiven my sins, etc." however they want to frame that. So both churches agree that baptism must be done in the triune name of God, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Sure. It's the appropriate administration of this sacrament. And it ought to be administered. It is a command of Jesus. Everyone's agreed on on that. Where the Baptistic Church and the Lutheran Church, Presbyterian Church would differ is on the question of who is the proper recipient of baptism. Is it professing believers only or also the children of professing believers? <sighs> and we don't have time to get into why certain churches approach that issue like they do. My point in bringing this up is that if someone from the more Baptistic Church looks at the Presbyterians or Lutherans and calls them heretics mm. for baptizing babies, it's wrong. That is not a heresy. <laughs> right, right. So if both camps are firmly convinced of their views, which they ought to be, otherwise why would you hold them? If you weren't convinced mm -hmm. this view was right, why are you holding sure, it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you know, that's kind of pointless. So if they're both firmly convinced of their views, though, then it would be appropriate for each of them to think, oh, well, if I think my view is correct, and I'm convinced of that based on arguments from scripture, church history, what have you, it would be appropriate for them to think that the other was an error. Mm -hmm. But an error is not a heresy. And that really is, I think we blur those lines. I think that's a problem. So an error is just that. It's just a mistake, right? One that, you know, doesn't jeopardize the whole of the Christian faith. A heresy undoes Christianity as we know it. So 
a difference between who the proper recipient of baptism is mm-hmm. does not undo the Christian faith, right? Now, if you said, oh, no, we don't baptize in the triune name. We do like what mm-hmm. Christian science does. Like we baptize <laughs> in the name of, you know, whatever. Like, oh, right. you weren't really baptized and now you're starting to get into heretical waters. Ah, I was yeah. also looking to make a waters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it's probably easier than any of us would like to admit. Just think of our biggest pet peeve. That yes, <laughs> that mm-hmm. irritation is probably locked and loaded at a moment's notice. But if I just put myself in these shoes, if I have such conviction that a particular perspective or a posture is just the wrong approach, you know, uh, I hate to say it, but it, it kind of doesn't matter how deeply I feel that. It doesn't matter how angry I feel in the moment, or if I rant to myself in silence. <laughs> ask me how I know. <laughs> That <laughs> the mental dialogue. <laughs> yeah. It still doesn't give me the license to like respond with vitriol. That, sure, that yeah. can't be a good enough excuse. Mm-hmm. And I would like to hope that in my absolute best moments, I can remind myself that in spite of whatever divide, probably not baptism, but... <laughs> You know, <laughs> the waters that divide. It's another, like, that's a red sea. I got joke. it. This, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to hope, and sometimes I know how wishful this is, but I'd like to remember, like that's still an image barrier. And I, and I yes. kind of think, if if the most satisfying response to that person is to other them or to seed division, mm-hmm. and then I probably need to address some some other issues in my heart. Right. Yeah. And that I think comes down to when you're taking differences on those matters that aren't first rank right and that aren't heretical mm-hmm. but that maybe like would be they would be important yeah like we go through that ranking system especially we've covered in an you episode. Know, like to us whatever whatever we care so much about right yeah and i think part of the key in navigating those is to be willing to say like i hold this view and you hold that view and we can still yeah be co-laborers. brothers and sisters <laughs> in christ yeah we can be co-laborers in the yeah. vineyard of the lord you know even if that means like okay like our differences are substantial enough that you would serve in a church in that context, and I would serve in a church in this context, oh. but we're not going to, like, accuse each other. Right, right. You know, the church has an accuser, doesn't need another <laughs> one. And to be able to, again, understand, yeah, that's someone who bears God's image, mm. even if they were a raging apostate heretic. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I could denounce their teaching, but James says, you know, you cannot curse someone mm. who bears God's image. So there's also, I think, a lot of, on the internet, Back to your point, because this is where I see this problem uh, most acutely. I course. actually hardly ever see this kind of interaction when people are face to face. Oh, wouldn't you know? I can't yeah. actually think of a time in recent memory can't either. that that's happened. But on the internet, I think there's a lot of <laughs> polarization is such an overused word, but sure. it's really easy to get into that mindset and to foster a spirit of self-righteousness that yeah. says, like, I am the lone champion of truth. Mm, I'm the Martin Luther of this corner of the internet. Like, well, probably not, you know? Yeah. And it's in my 95 to, keystrokes. Yeah. <laughs> Post this on the, the church, church door of your face, face Facebook, uh, oh. you know? So, so take all that together. If you go through the Apostles' Creed, mm. for example, and you have someone who denies that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, okay, that is a heresy. And that is something that you would want to, if you say had someone in your church who was teaching that, you would want to go to them and say, hey, perhaps you aren't aware of this, or maybe you are and you're being insidious. I don't know, but like that does not comport with Orthodox historical Christian teaching. And like, you know, we're going to have to not teach that, you know, and that's a problem. Like then, you know, here's that weird sect over there that you can can go, go be part of that sect over there. And to warn people if that's like a, you know, there are, I think, a number of teachers who 
might get popularity out in the public sphere and they might write books or they might do conferences or something like that. And if it's like, if they were denying something like that, like if you had, say, some really popular teacher that was denying the virgin birth and they're like, I'm going to host this big conference, you might, you know, tell your people, hey, maybe don't go to that conference. Like, you're just, that's going to be, that's going to be troublesome. That would be an example. If they deny that Jesus was truly God, that's a heresy. Most of these are rather explicitly spelled out in scripture. Sure. You know, there, there's not going to be too much question about them. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, you have John saying things like, who is the liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Like, okay, oh, yeah, first rank. You can gauge someone based on that. If you go all the way down in the Apostles' Creed to an article like the resurrection of the dead, mm. okay, one that I don't know that we think about a whole lot, like no. other than at funerals or, you right. know, in situations like that. But that's a first rank doctrine because you have Paul saying things in 1 Corinthians 15 like, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and your faith is in vain. Whoa. Like, oh, well, that, I mean, that <laughs> that's pretty clear right there, you know? It's all anathema. Yeah, like, that's, you know, you, you can't get around that. And then you, I mean, you have things like the Apostle Peter, 2 Peter 2, 1, he says, but false prophets also arose among the people, the Israelites, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And so that's, it's like, I think part of some of the concern around this too, whether on the internet or if it's face-to-face, is you get that word like secretly, bringing mm. in secretly these destructive heresies. And some of it is, I think, the fear that it'll subtly get in. You know, oh. like there's this like yeah. leaven effect. Like, oh, the leaven, you know, it's hidden in the measures of dough. And then suddenly it's like, oh, wait, Rising it was rotten and now we're ah. in trouble, you know? And I think there's this sort of not completely irrational fear about this stuff, but maybe it gets blown out of oh. proportion. Why don't you just go ask clarifying questions, you know? Because <laughs> you'll typically find out, but... It's not as fun, we, Josiah. Yeah, because typically what we do is we... I can't in, condemn someone that way. <laughs> we invent worst-case scenarios in our head, and we exactly. you know, spin it off a million ways and don't assume, you know, in the words of uh, 1 Corinthians thirteen seven that love believes all things and hopes all things. And then we end up going on the internet and uh, accusing people of heresies that, you know, either one, maybe they don't actually believe that or two, what you're calling a heresy isn't actually a heresy. Exactly. It's a disagreement and one that you have to learn how to navigate. Yeah. Kind of stings to hear. It's like, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. So when we consider the kinds of doctrines that are laid out for us in the Apostles' Creed and we have people denying those, okay, that's when we're in the realm of heresy. And that ought to be treated as such, right? Like, you also don't want to be, like, underplaying that kind of a thing. Because I think that's the other temptation is to be like, well, you know, (laughs) that's not as big a deal. Like, we can can figure out how to live. Like, no, like, if someone's denying that Jesus rose from the dead... You it's, can't really, that's just, mm, like, that's not Christianity fairly anymore. Fairly significant. Yeah, like, that's that's a different religion at that point. So, you have that on the one hand, but errors or disagreements ought not be treated like heresies, because they're not. True. And we can have friendly debates and discussions about them, and those can be great, sharpening, and even healthy. You know, it can be really enlightening to have a conversation or a friendly debate with someone who holds a different view than you do on a theological issue, and then still be friends when it's all done, right? Like, to have learned something, be like, oh, I didn't know that you actually thought that. I like, know you're a freak. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love you. It's okay. Yeah, like, I can't tell you how many times, and this is, again, part of Second Commandment stuff, like loving your neighbor as yourself, because I can't tell you how many times oh. I've had someone come to me and say, oh, well, you believe that, and then they spell all these things, and like, so you, you also must believe this. And it's like, whoa, no, no, no. Mm. Like, in fact, how you articulated at the beginning was wrong. If I can, let me tell you what this doctrine belief actually means. Yeah. And many times people are like, oh, I didn't realize that. We run away with our assumptions. Yeah. And it ends up being a completely like, oh, okay. Like, (laughs) 
I don't agree with it, maybe even, but like, oh, yeah, that right. makes more sense. Sure. Like, that's not as crazy as I thought it was. <laughs> and I've had that experience myself many times. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, you know, again, the church already has one accuser. We don't have any part in his work. Mm. And we don't want to be doing that. Nobody, here's the other, this is completely, but like, nobody wants to be around a person like that. That's very true. It's just like, dude. <laughs> it's exhausting. You're just, yeah, it is. It is exhausting. And it's no fun. And it's just not Christian. <laughs> mm. Like, again, yes, treat heresy as heresy, but the errors, if you start treating those like heresy, majoring in the minors, minoring in the majors, all that stuff, you end up creating a spirit of discord and disunity. And it's just nasty. It's just nasty. It's gross. To use a word that I am fond of using around my daughters, it's icky. I said, it's oh, just, it's icky. Yeah. Put, it is. It just makes you bumper sticker. Inside. Yeah. <laughs> discord icky. is icky. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Oh, so yes, that is, um, what is a heresy in five short, I don't know, five, where did five Five easy from? payments? I what? don't know. Five <laughs> Discover what heresy is in five easy payments of 1999. No shipping and handling. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe one of these days we can even do a miniseries on a list of actual literal oh. heresies instead of just mm. leaving it out. It's a secret reverse way to do a creed. Yes. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that I don't think the Apostles' Creed had this history, but like the Nicene Creed, Athanasian, Chalcedonian, they were constructed because you had major heretics coming along and they had to, the church had to refine yeah. their language around, well, what is it we believe and how is it that we... So actually they could... <laughs> Actual legitimate heresies, ironically enough, in the, in the kindness of God, can serve the church to help them refine the faith, right. to further distinguish it and make clear what we believe. But yeah, reverse creed. Mm. That's the way we have it. Maybe we'll do that. Anyway, if you found this content at all helpful, hopefully not heretical, you want to accuse us of heresy, oh, please, and you want to leave us an honest five-star review, mm. you can do that Apple Podcast platform. And if you have any questions on this or other things about heresies or any other topic at all, you can email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net and interact with us on social media. So as always, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm.